Hey everyone, welcome to the Dorenda Wilson podcast. I'm Dorenda Wilson, wife to one for 32 years, mom to eight, Nana to seven, and 25-year veteran homeschooling mom. Okay, well, we're probably at about 26 years now. I would like to say like 25 plus. I've kind of lost count. But anyway, I'm here today to bring you some encouragement specifically for parents who are just getting started homeschooling. So uh, before I dive into that, I want to encourage you to check out a couple of my books. The Unhurried Homeschooler is a simple, mercifully short book on homeschooling. It's only about 64 pages long. So if you want something kind of quick and to the point, I would recommend checking that book out. Over 30,000 families have read this book, and I have gotten just fantastic uh, responses from these families who are just so encouraged by this book because I think it really speaks to the heart of many, many parents who really do want to nurture and grow strong, healthy children. We all want to do that, but... Sometimes when it comes to homeschooling, we can sort of lose sight of that um, in the midst of the uh, kind of the expectations that we often feel uh, while we're homeschooling or as we're getting into homeschooling. So I encourage you to check that out. It's The Unhurried Homeschooler. You can find that on Amazon. Also, uh, that was a self-published book. And recently, I published a book called The 4-Hour School Day. Zondervan actually was the publisher of that book. Um, And I'm really excited about this book. It came out June 29th, and uh, I I think it's one of those books that just really gives sort of like a flyover of education while at the same time equipping you with tools to create a homeschool life that actually fits your family. So uh, I think the biggest message in that book is the fact that it doesn't have to take four hours a day. Um, And really, it's really about why it doesn't have to take four hours a day. I'm going to expound a little more on that uh, topic of why I gave that book the title in another podcast. Today, I want to talk about getting started homeschooling because, as we all know, homeschooling is exploding. There are so many families who never anticipated that they would ever homeschool, and now they're there and uh, moving forward with it, or at least right on the right on the precipice of making that decision. And so today, I want to help you uh, by equipping you with the practical pieces of uh, getting started homeschooling. So first of all, I think the first thing that I really want to share with you is I just want to reiterate to you that all of us who are already homeschooling have been where you are right now in terms of being at the beginning of this journey. We know it can feel frightening. Um, There's also, I think for the most part, um, most parents feel a certain amount of excitement at the possibilities when it comes to homeschooling. But, you know, more than anything, I think it can feel overwhelming. And that's what I want to do today. I want to give you tools to keep you from being overwhelmed because I I can honestly say um, that it doesn't have to be overwhelming. And when it starts to feel overwhelming, it is okay to step back and take a break. But one of the things, a few of things that I want to communicate to those of you who are just starting or are thinking about starting... um, especially if you've never even thought about homeschooling, never considered it until all this other uh, stuff has gone on with the, with the public school system and even with some of the private schools. 
I want you to remember um, that more than likely you've been through a lot. Um, there's a there's a, a grieving that comes with um, kind of losing what you envisioned for your family life, for your children's um, educational journey. You sort of had one thing in mind and now it's switching to something else and it feels like such an unknown. And so there's a certain amount of grief involved with that. So I think it's really important to acknowledge that you and your kids have been through a lot. And I want to remind you to be gentle with yourselves and gentle with your kids, that this is a process. Please don't feel driven. Don't feel like you have to hurry, hurry, hurry to get everything figured out. It would be much, much wiser to take your time and be intentional and not um, get on the hurry train, okay? So that's one of the first things that I want to say. Your children are not going to fall behind because you took more time to make decisions about um, what kind of approach you're going to take, what kind of curriculum you're going to use, and all of that. Some of the things we're going to talk about a little bit later in this podcast. But I think the important thing um, is to understand that there's a heart transition that has to happen. And that actually is more important than the curriculum transition and the practical pieces of it. This podcast is uh is talking about the practical pieces, but I did a podcast a couple of weeks ago called Transitioning from Traditional School to Homeschool, and that one dealt more with the heart issues. So if you haven't listened to that, I would encourage you to go back and listen to it. There's a lot of encouragement there, and I think it'll help you sort of nurture your own heart and your kids' heart through this transition. Um, but I think more than anything, what I want you to remember today as we're, as we're moving forward with the practical pieces, remember why you're doing what you're doing doing. Okay. Um, This is something we have to go back to over and over again as homeschooling parents is remember our mission. Remember why we're doing what we're doing. Remember what our motivation is because that's what grounds us. Okay. You love your kids to the moon and back and you are willing to do whatever it takes to protect them from what you believe will harm them or you wouldn't be pulling them out of school. Okay. That alone is huge. Okay. Give yourself time to adjust and adapt to this new lifestyle. Know that this is not about perfection. I'm going to say that again. This is not about perfection. I guarantee you that the classroom that your children were in was far from perfect. What you imagined in your mind may have been perfection, but I guarantee that it wasn't. Okay? I want you to um, also understand that there is very little actual learning time in the classroom. We imagine that as our children are in the classroom, that they are learning the entire time that they are there. And that simply isn't true. You talk to any teacher, any former teacher, they will tell you that the actual learning time is a fraction of the time in the classroom. So take a breath, inhale, exhale, And just calm your heart down and don't feel rushed or hurried through this process, okay? So again, it's not about perfection. It is about showing up every day and being present with your kids, okay? Be fully there. 
If you need to choose curriculum and make some of those others' decisions, don't try to do it while you're multitasking and doing all kinds of other things. If you're with your children, be with your children, okay? Um, Show up every day. um, Establish a simple routine, especially to start with. Establish a simple routine without too many expectations, okay? So start there with this sort of rhythm. We get up about this time every day. We have breakfast. We clean up our rooms. We get dressed, Um, start with your new routine. And and if you can do some of the things you did while the kids were still in school, like, you know, maybe you had that routine before they went to school, maybe do that same routine and then move into your day um, with that familiarity. That will bring comfort to your kids and to you as well. So at the time they would have gone off to school, that might be the time that you're going to move forward with some other things, maybe more chores. Maybe you're going to sit down and start doing a little bit of schoolwork of some sort or just reading together. Um, whatever you decide as a simple routine to start with without too many expectations. And then you can build out from there. Okay, you need, you're going to have to gauge um, your kids. You're going to have to gauge uh, your own heart and decide what's a good fit for right now. And then you're going to build out from there. Take time to stop or take a break along the way whenever necessary, and be sure to plan some fun things. Um, This homeschooling thing is awesome because it's flexible, because we can take the time to go to the museums and the parks and the places where... um, you know, there just aren't a lot of people during the school week because most kids are in school, right? We can take advantage of all of those things. I would say start out planning some fun things with your kids first, um, just to kind of get used to being together more and to get sort of a, a feel that this is going to be a fun and flexible uh, lifestyle for us and just a positive start to your homeschooling journey. I do want to debunk a few common myths because I think that's really important. We can be uh, sort of haunted by some of the myths that we might believe that we don't even know that we believe, just things we've heard and we just automatically believed them because we had no reason not to. So I'm going to debunk a few of those, okay? The first is that um, the schoolwork has to take seven hours a day, okay? That simply is not true. And this is what I share in the four-hour school day. I don't share how to homeschool in four hours a day. I share why it doesn't have to take four hours a day. Um, I couldn't possibly tell you exactly how you're supposed to homeschool your children because your children are not my children. They're yours. And at the end of the day, you know them better than anyone. And this is one of the reasons it doesn't have to take all day is because it's efficient. Homeschooling is efficient. First of all, there's a low student-teacher ratio. That is actually one of the top um, factors that determine a student's success is a low teacher uh, student-teacher ratio. Okay, even with my eight kids, I had a low student-teacher ratio, Okay. So what that means is that you're almost more like a tutor, okay? So as your children are doing their schoolwork, you're available to help when they run into problems, um, and you're much more accessible and available than a typical teacher would be, okay? Also, you know your kids better than anyone, right? So you can choose a curriculum that will fit your child and your particular family and your particular family's lifestyle, okay? 
So at the end of the day, when you're um, sort of, you're shaving off a bunch of unnecessary time because you're honing in on what is actually going to work for you, your family, for your kids, um, based on the fact that, um, like I said, you know your children better than anyone. And, you know, maybe I I can tell you that it's going to be um, a a journey. You're not going to know immediately what the perfect curriculum is, but you can um, sort of walk through a little bit of a process to help figure that out. And uh, I talk about that. I'll talk about that a little bit later in this podcast. Okay. So another uh, myth that I would like to debunk, in addition to the fact that it doesn't have to take seven hours a day, let me also just add to that. Um, just to give you a little bit of example of what I talk about in the four-hour school day is our high schoolers did four hours a day max. There were times they did more than that, um, but the truth is that our little kindergartners and first graders, maybe 15 minutes, maybe 30 minutes a day, that's all they need. Um, you know, obviously, if they if they want to do more, you can do more with them. But I'm telling you, there's a huge range here. It starts out very, very uh, minimal, and then you slowly build um, build up as you go through the years. And so that's the beauty again of homeschooling is that you can sort of like do this incrementally. But at the end of the day, it does not have to take seven hours a day. It takes anywhere from 15 minutes to four hours, maybe a little bit more, depending on the age. Second myth um, is that an average parent isn't qualified to homeschool their kids and that they actually need a degree. Um, Can I just say something once again? I'm going to repeat this again. You are the expert in your children. You love them more than anyone. You are more invested in their future than anyone. Okay? So at the end of the day... You are, why wouldn't you be the most qualified to facilitate your kid's education? I love what I heard a while back, um, a, a young a young man, a gentleman from the parentalrights.org. He's the CEO. Um, I think his, his name is Michael Ramey. He was on one of my podcasts talking about parental rights. That is a very, very good website to go to, by the way. There is a quiz there um, for parents who have their kids in public school and want to, you know, kind of get a little more of a of a perspective on what your rights are um, as a public school parent because uh, you will be shocked at the rights that the public school has that override your parental rights as a parent. And I think that alone would push some into homeschooling because at the end of the day, your children belong to you. They do not belong to the public school, but the way that the, the the schools are set up, you actually lose some of those parental rights. You give some of those parental rights up by sending your child to the public school. Okay, so I got off on a bunny trail here. But what this man said was so good. He said that it's a it's a common accepted fact that when you do something for 16, oh no, so, I'm sorry, for 10,000 hours, you are considered an expert in that particular thing, okay? By the time your child reaches a six years old, you have spent 16,000 hours with them. That means that you are an expert in your child. 
you're going to have a really good clue as to what is going to work for them and what is not. What are they interested in? What are they not? What are they ready for? And what are they not? And again, I talk about this in the four-hour school day. There's so much affirmation in that book when it comes to affirming the parent's role in the child's life. Okay, another myth that I want to debunk is that you have to know everything about everything in order to homeschool your kids. Well, can I just say this? No teacher knows everything about everything, right? You don't have to know everything about everything in order to homeschool your kids. Just be willing to learn right alongside them. There are there. I can't tell you how many things my kids learned that I still don't know about because they learned it on their own. Um, the kids are natural learners. They're curious by nature. And they come to us wanting to learn. I, I feel like our biggest job as parents is just not to burn them out, um, trying to teach them what we think they are needing to learn. Um, and, and obviously, as parents, we have a responsibility to say, hey, yeah, it's time. I think it's time for you to learn to tie your shoes or it's time for you to learn to do the dishes. Um, but at the end of the day, our kids can actually um, give us really good indicators as to what they're ready to learn and when they're ready to learn it. So, um, but the other thing is that I loved homeschooling my kids because I learned so much. As they were learning, I was learning right alongside of them. I was also learning more about them all the time and more about different developmental stages all the time. So I had to remain a lifelong learner as I homeschooled my kids, and you'll need to do the same. And as long as you take that sort of perspective and that attitude, it's a humble perspective and a teachable perspective, you are going to do an awesome, awesome job. I'm... The other thing is, I, you know, my husband always says this to parents, if you just taught them what you know, they would know everything they needed to know in order to be productive adults. Think about that. There's so many things that we know that we don't even realize that we know. You know, we know how to open a checking account. We know how to grocery shop, meal plan, um, cook basic meals, um, order at a restaurant, um, you know, I mean, the list goes on, pay our bills, get a mortgage, get insurance and medical insurance, make a doctor's appointment. If you just taught your kids every single thing you knew, they would be equipped for adulthood. So don't minimize what you have to offer your kids because we all bring strengths to the table. It's very easy to be thinking only about, you know, the things we might not know about. Well, I don't know much about Napoleon. Guess what? It doesn't matter. Guess what? I don't know very much about him either, and I've been homeschooling for over 25 years. You don't have to know everything about everything in order to give your kids a great education. I think I even have a podcast on that. Um, Let me jot that down um, because I will try to include that in uh, the podcast notes or the show notes. Okay, here's another one. Here's a great, great very popular argument against homeschooling, and it's that homeschooled kids are unsocialized. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Can I just say, I like to say there's a difference between socialization and socializing, okay? Socializing, um, or socialization to me is about conformity. Do what everybody else does. It's a herd mentality. And uh, I'm not interested in teaching my kids socialization, quote unquote, I am 
interested in them learning how to socialize. And when I talk about socializing, I mean, you know, just having a conversation with someone, being able to talk with a a small little person or an older person. Um, You know, I think this is one of the things that I've seen with homeschoolers is they're able to talk to any age. And honestly, they're some of the most social kids that I know because their parents take them out. They're out and about. They, you know, go to the library, the post office. They do everyday life with their parents. They have conversations with their adult parents all the time. They learn good conversation with their siblings, you know, and, you know, as they're just growing and developing alongside of each other. Um, you know, I, I don't know why people still think that those of us who homeschool, like, live in a cave and never get out. That is absolutely not true. In fact, our kids often get to be in more of a variety of social situations than many kids who attend school, just because we're living life alongside of each other. Okay, um, here's another myth, that it has to look like traditional school. Okay, somebody asked me once, how much time do you spend lecturing? I thought, I looked at her and I said, none, zero. That's not the kind of homeschooling mom I am. I've never stood at the table in front of all my children and given a lecture on something. Now, I've lectured them about, you know, picking up their room and character issues, but I've never lectured them on, you know, curriculum type subjects, okay? We've had lots and lots and lots and lots, countless conversations, but I've never lectured them. Um And, you know, maybe there's some homeschooling parents out there who do that, and your kids love it, and you love it, and I think that's great. This is the wonderful thing about homeschooling is it's flexible. We can do what works for our families. We need to do what gives, what breathes life into our families. So all that to say, (coughs) excuse me, it doesn't have to look like the traditional school. Because here's here's the truth. Most kids don't learn best the quote unquote traditional way. I always laugh when people call it traditional school because, (coughs) excuse me, um, homeschooling has been around a lot longer than the quote-unquote traditional school. So at the end of the day, what we're doing has actually been done a lot longer than what's happening right now. What's happening right now is more of an experiment than, um, than homeschooling. Okay, we have to understand also that so much learning happens naturally. (coughs) Excuse me. When kids feel safe, secure, and are relaxed as opposed to being stressed. Homeschooling allows our kids time and space to learn on their own timetable. They do so much better when they're not stressed. They do so much better when they feel safe and secure and they're relaxed. So again, do what breathes life into your family and into your family life. I always like to say that school revolves should revolve around family life, not family life around school. Okay, A strong family life will lend itself to a lot of natural learning. So... I think one of the other myths out there, um, especially if you're still switching your mindset from um, sort of a more traditional school setting or public school setting uh, to a homeschool setting, is thinking that someone else can homeschool your kids for you, okay? 
that's not really what homeschooling is. It doesn't mean that you don't outsource a class, um, that you don't outsource a subject or get a tutor or use an online um, system for anything. I'm not saying that. But at the end of the day, the responsibility for your kids falls on your shoulders and it, and their education falls on your shoulders. So whoever you, you know, abdicate them to for whatever subject, you are still responsible for that. So what I like to tell uh, new homeschoolers is that um, as fellow homeschoolers, we can do this with you, um, but we can't do it for you. And so you have to recognize the difference there. You're taking a responsibility on, and you know, at the end of the day, we've all had to do it as we've decided to homeschool our kids. We've got we've had to put on those. Uh, you know, big parenting pants and say, I'm responsible for this and I'm going to do this thing. Um, Another myth out there is that there's a magic curriculum that's going to fix all of your problems. And I'm going to be talking about that a little more in part two of the podcast. But before um, I close, I want to hit a couple of important things um, or, or steps uh, the first, there's going to be four steps that I'm going to walk you through. And so I'm just going to talk about the first one as I close this particular episode. And that is that the step of deciding to homeschool. You know, it, it is a big decision. Um, it does not have to be overwhelming, but obviously it's a decision that has to be made. And more and more parents are um, asking this question and choosing to homeschool. There are so many good reasons to homeschool, academic excellence, being able to be uh, flexible. Um, If you have special needs, uh, which by the way, I'm going to be doing some podcasts, upcoming podcasts on homeschooling special needs and homeschooling special needs high school. Um, But this freedom that we have to individualize our kids' pace and interests, that's really important. Those are really important benefits. And these are the benefits that help us um, not have to spend all day homeschooling our kids. But at the end of the day, you're the only one who can make this decision to homeschool your your kids. Um, it's, It's your decision as a parent. So I think in deciding this and making this decision, I think the first one of the first things I would suggest that you do is to contact your state homeschool organization. I think most people don't realize there are uh, homeschool organizations in every state. I don't think there is one single state that doesn't have a homeschool organization. If you can't find one in your state, I would recommend going to the Homeschool Legal Defense Association, which is hslda.org. I'll include that in the podcast notes. Um, Just jotting that down. But either your state organization or HSLDA will tell you, they'll have a tab that you can click on that talks about getting started. And will tell you what the laws in your state are. Um, most states have quite homeschool-friendly laws. You will be surprised at how simple it will be to homeschool in your state, which gives you so much freedom. And there, that freedom was hard fought for. There were many, many homeschooling parents who made lots of sacrifices to lobby, lobby for homeschoolers and make sure that their laws in their state were as free as possible. 
So your state homeschool organization will have a place to get started and will tell you what the laws are and the requirements are in your state. Um, HSLDA also has um, a tab to get started, but in addition to that, they have a tab to find out what the laws are in your state. And I think they also have a tab that will tell you if you have a state homeschool organization. So that's a great place to start. Some of the questions you might want to ask yourself, obviously, are what are the laws for the homeschooling in your state? How much time will this take? I kind of already covered uh, some of that. I would really recommend getting the four-hour school day to get um, a better grip on why it doesn't have to take seven hours a day. What does a normal school day look like, homeschooling day look like? I share that in my book as well. How much will it cost? Okay, this is a big one, you guys. It does not have to cost you an arm and a leg to homeschool your kids, and I'm going to talk about that a little later on. So um, in making your decision to homeschool, Uh, You're going to want to connect and learn from experienced homeschoolers. There are Facebook groups galore. And um, a lot of times, if you go to your state homeschool organization, you will find that there are Facebook groups, smaller groups within your state that are... um, that have, you know, a tab there or they'll have a list of them at your state homeschool uh, website uh, or your state organization, homeschool organization's website will have some of those groups listed um, because a lot of times you can find a Facebook group in your county or in your town or in your region or something like that. Um, and then it's a matter of just kind of hooking up with the one that's a best fit. And that can be a little bit of a process. So that's a place to start. It's a place where you can ask questions. You can also contact your state homeschool organization if you have questions that aren't getting answered or you're, you just want to talk to someone. They are so good and so supportive. Um, so I would highly recommend that. Um, and then start reading some books, some articles, some blogs, and some websites. You know you've got my website and my podcast, the Dorinda Wilson Podcast. I have so many podcasts on homeschooling, everything from simplifying to the practicalities. So um, there's a search bar at the top of the podcast page where just type in a keyword and there should be a podcast that comes up, um, you know, on everything from, you know, the age group that you're uh, that you're homeschooling to you name it. There's a there's so much on there. I have over I've got 242 podcasts now. So go check that out. Um, but make sure that you don't overwhelm yourself with too much information. When you start getting overwhelmed, back off, take a breather. It's okay to slow down. I'm going to make a few recommendations for books besides the Unhurried Homeschooler and the Four Hour School Day. Better Late Than Early by Raymond and Dorothy Moore, The Successful Homeschool Family Handbook by Raymond and Dorothy Moore, For the Children's Sake by Susan Schaefer McCauley, Uh, Learning All the Time and Teach Your Own by John Holt, and of course, like I mentioned before, The Four-Hour School Day and The Unhurried Homeschooler. These are all books that will not overwhelm your Uh, homeschooling senses. So go and check those out. I will list them in the podcast notes. I'm going to do another part to this um, particular episode. I will be talking in the next episode on opening your school, um, connecting with other homeschoolers, and determining your approach. So join me in the next episode of uh, homeschooling getting started. Thanks so much for being here. Let me pray over you. Lord, thank you for these families who are 
have already decided to homeschool or on the verge, I pray that today would be a day of encouragement for them. Lord, we thank you that what you call us to, you equip us for. And so I thank you that you don't call the qualified because I know I I wasn't qualified. Um And yet you called me and you qualified me along the way. And you will do the same with every parent who's listening. So Lord, I pray that each parent will be encouraged and will join me for the second episode and um, just be full of courage and inspiration to move forward with this homeschooling journey. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.